Welcome back. Today we are reading the Kai Shitaki Brahmana Upanishad. This is in four parts, and we're going to do it over four videos. Part 1. Chitra Gargayani, seeking to perform a sacrifice, chose Aruni as his priest. Aruni sent his son, Svetaketu, bidding him to officiate as priest. When the son came and sat, Gargayani asked him, <clears throat> Son of Gautama, is transmigration terminated in the world in which you will place me? Or is there any abode in the world where you will place me? The son replied, I know this not. Let me ask my teacher. He went back to his father and said, He as above asked me, How shall I answer? The father said, I also do not know this. Let us pursue our Vedic studies in his residence and get what information others offer. Let us both go. Then with fuel in hand, the two of them returned to Gargayani and said, Let me approach you as a disciple. To Aruni, he said, Worthy of sacred knowledge are you, Gautama, who approached me, as a pupil, come, I shall make it known to you. He said more. Whoever depart from this world, all get to the moon. In the earlier half of the lunar month, the moon flourishes on their vital breaths. In the later half, it causes them to be reproduced. The moon, verily, is the door of the heavenly world. Whoso answers it aright, him it sets free to go further. But him who does not answer it, having become like rain, it rains down here. Here he becomes a worm, or an insect, or a fish, or a bird, or a lion, or a boar, or a snake, or a tiger, or a person, or some other in this or that condition, according to his deeds and knowledge. Him who has come thus, one asks, Who are you? He should reply, O seasons, from the moon the scene has been gathered as it was falling from the fifteen fold, the half-lunar month, that is, from the home of the fathers. As such put me in a man as an agent, with the man as an agent, and a mother infuse me. I am born, being born forth as the twelfth or thirteenth succeeding month by means of twelve-fold or thirteen-fold father. In the knowledge of that am I, for the knowledge of the opposite am I, so strive, O seasons, to make me immortal, by that truth, by that austerity, I am a Susan, I am a Susan. Who are you? I am you. And he lets him go farther. Having entered upon this path of the gods, he comes to the world of four. Then the world of air, then the world of Varuna, then the world of Aditya, then the world of Indra, then the world of Prachapati, then the world of Brahman. This world of Brahman has a lake of Ara, the moments of Yashtivas, the river Vijara, the three Ilya, the city Salagja, the abode Aparajita, the doorkeepers Indra and Prajapati, the Havidu, the throne Vikakshana, the couch Amitakshas, the beloved Manasi and her counterpart Chaksusi, who take flowers, fairly weave the worlds, the mothers, the nurses, the nymphs, and the rivers. To it comes he who knows this. 
to him, Brahman says, Run ye with my glory, verily he has reached the river, Viraja the ageless, he verily will not grow old. To him go five hundred apsarasis, hundred carrying glands, hundred carrying ointments, hundred carrying aromatics, hundred with vestments, hundred with fruits. They adorn him with the ornaments of Brahman. Adorned with Brahma's ornaments, a knower of Brahman goes unto Brahman. He comes to the Legara. He crosses it with his mind. On coming to it, those who know only the immediate present sink. He comes to the moments, Yastivas, these run away from him. He comes to the river, Viraja. He crosses it with the mind alone. There he shakes off his good and evil deeds. His dear relations succeed to the good deeds. Those not dear to the evil deeds. Then just as one driving a chariot looks at the wheel of the chariot, so he looks upon day and night, so upon good deeds and evil deeds, and upon pairs of opposites. Thus he, the knower of Brahman, devoid of good deeds, devoid of all evil deeds, goes on to Brahman. He comes to the tree Elia, and the fragrance of Brahman enters him. He comes to the city Salaja, the flavor of Brahman enters into him. He comes to the abode Aparajita, the might of Brahman enters him. He comes to the doorkeepers, Ezra and Prajapati. They run away from him. He comes to the hall of Ibu. The glory of Brahma enters into him. He comes to the throne, Vikasana. The Brihad and the Rathantara Samans are its two forefeet. The Sayata and Narhasa, the two hind feet. The Vairupa and the Vaikshaja, the two lengthwise pieces, the Sakvara and Raivata, the two cross ones. It is intelligence, for by intelligence one discerns. He comes to the couch, Amitajas, of unmeasured splendor. This is the vital breath. The past and future are its two forefeet. Prosperity and earth are the two hind feet. The Badra and Yajnayajniya, Salmons, the two headpieces. The Brihad and Ranthantara are the two lengthwise pieces. The verses and chants and the chords are stretched lengthwise. The sacrificial formulas are cross ones. Some stems are the spread. The Udgita, the bolster, prosperity, the pillow. On it sits Brahman. He who knows thus ascends it with one foot only at first. Brahma asks him, Who are you? To him he should answer, I am the season of the seasons. From space as a womb, I am produced as the semen for a wife, as the brilliance of the year, of the self, of every single being. What you are, that I am. To him who says, who am I? Self is truth, it is the self of all, and is Brahman. He should say, the real. What is that, the real? Well, what is other than the gods and the vital breasts? That is the Sat. As for the gods and the vital breasts, they are the Vam. This is expressed by the word Satyam. It is as extensive as all this. You are this world all. Then he speaks to him. This very thing has been expressed by a rig verse. Having Yajus as her belly, having the Salmon as his head, having the Rik as his form imperishable, is Brahman. Thus he is to be known. The great scene consists on the Vedas. He says to him, Wherewith does one acquire many masculine names? He should answer, With the vital breath. 
Wherewith does one acquire the feminine names? With speak. Wherewith the neater ones? With the mind. Wherewith the odors? With the smell. Wherewith the forms? With the eye. Wherewith the sounds? With the ears. Wherewith the taste of food? With the tongue. Wherewith actions? With two hands. Wherewith pleasure and pain? With the body. Wherewith bliss, delight, and procreation? With the generative organ. Wherewith the going? With the two feet. Wherewith thoughts? What is to be understood and desires? Uh, with intelligence. He should say. To him he says, The waters verily indeed are my world. That is yours. Whatever victory is Brahma's, whatever attainment, that victory he wins, that attainment he attains, who knows this, who knows thus. And thus ends part one. I don't really want to say this is a view of heaven, but I guess it'd probably be the equivalent of meeting God in the afterlife. What is complicated about this and is a bit distracting is everything is named. Every part of that chair at one point, the cross beams, everything has a name. And while the names just are names here, I believe the names signify things. The two headpieces, one is called Badra. Well, what does Badra mean? I'm sure it means something. What we can take away from that is the fact that every single thing has this name and is representing something. This book is, this cover ha has something, the binding has something, the pages has something, and it's, it, it, it's almost mind-numbing. It's not just, here's a chair that God sits on. It's more than that. That chair has something part of God, and it is God, and it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. And it's funny because I read this and there's like all these details and I think of like uh, Christian uh, details of hell, uh, sorry, not hell, heaven. And it's like, there'll be streets of gold, okay. The gold, does that have a name? <laughs> does every brick represent something? It's such a different concept. Uh, and, and it's an interesting thing. And on this will be the last point. You don't just go up and say, hey, Brahmin, how you doing? Nice to be here. Nice nice kingdom you got. It's more than just, you know, we may picture this. If you were going to turn this into a movie, you'd have, you'd probably have Brahmin sitting there in his throne and, you know, this ornate CGI castle. But it's more than that. It's more than just, it's, it, yes, it feels like, well, basically this just feels like a fable and how we're discussing these gods that act just like humans. But the fact that the chair and the street and the doorkeepers and the doorkeeper is Indra, but Indra is part of God. The doorkeeper is Prajapati, who is part of Indra, who is part of God. How it's all interwoven and is really this manifestation of God in this visual form makes it so much more than just a king on his throne. It's so much beyond that, that, you know, imagine if those Christian streets of gold, the gold was actually kind of part of God. It's it's almost like, <laughs> this is probably so wrong, it's almost like if you go up to see Brahman, you're going to see Maya, an illusion, because he's presenting this other thing. 
that is a part of him, but yet it isn't. So we truly can never truly see God. I don't know. Maybe not. It, it's super esoteric, though. <laughs> and anyways, we will get to the next bits in the next videos. Feel free to comment and whatever. And thanks for watching. I'll just I'll just leave it on that point because I've probably derailed myself or something. But anyways, Harry Krishna, Harry Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Harry Harry, Harry Rama, Harry Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Harry.